0: You're listening to Special Education Matters, a regular podcast about things that matter in special education. I'm your host, Michael Boll, and I am the proud father of an 18-year-old boy with autism. On today's show, I continue my conversation with Richard Isaacs, an attorney at California Special Needs Law Group, where we work together. Hiring an advocate or attorney may, at some point, be something you need to consider, An advocate can be part of your support team at a lower cost while an attorney helps if you need to review the law or maybe are not satisfied with the services your district is offering. This session discusses when and where an advocate or attorney can be helpful. Richard Isaacs, thanks so much for joining me back on the program again. Glad to be here. So today we're going to talk about when do I need an advocate, or as I say it, God forbid, an attorney. Now, as an attorney, you're going to have a jaded view of all this, so maybe I'll push back on you a little bit, because I'm not an attorney. I'm a parent. So anyways, that's the question, though, is when do I need an advocate, or when should I have an attorney?
1: The simple answer is always. I I don't like
0: that answer, but go on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's always beneficial to have somebody sitting next to you at an IEP meeting or somebody working with you through the IEP process that knows the the laws and the responsibilities of the school district. And and too often, families don't, and they trust the school district to do the right thing. And unfortunately, we're seeing in a lot of cases that the schools are are not. So it's always helpful to have somebody there who who knows the the process and can guide you.
0: See, for me, that presupposes not good intentions on the district's part. Now, I can understand an advocate right out the gate because the advocate will be there to support you emotionally and just help you walk through things. But, you know, for me at least, if an attorney comes into the into the game, then everybody changes. Their demeanors change. The trust seems to evaporate.
1: You know, and I think that there's, that's fair to say up front. It really just depends who you're working with. Um, the IEP meeting should always be a friendly Place And if you find an mm-hmm. attorney that's, that's solution-focused and working in, with the, the team, which would be the school district and not against, you mm-hmm. can have very successful and positive meetings with, with an attorney. The benefit of an attorney or advocate, again, it's just so you understand your rights as a parent. The school's not – their interest is not, is not in you understanding all this. Their, their interest is just doing the minimum that they can mm-hmm. to make sure that they're uh, in compliance with the, with the law.
0: Okay, now what, what would be the difference between having an advocate or an attorney? Do you think
1: advocates are really good emotional supports for, for parents? Yeah. Um, advocates can ask all the questions and really go deep into the case in terms of what what the district's presenting through assessments. They can they know the assessments, often they know the data, and they know the process, so they know what they can ask and they know what the school district can actually provide. Mm-hmm. Um, Advocates are really good for that. If you sit at an IEP meeting and the district says no, as a parent, do you know that they actually can say yes? An advocate will have that, that answer for
0: you. Okay, and the advocates probably, more so than the attorneys, work maybe with specific school districts and they probably know everybody in the room already.
1: Well, and then that's a really good point, too. They have typically a relationship all, already, and it's usually a relationship of trust with the school district. So they've worked with them for years. They, they, this is what they do. They go to IEP meetings. And they can still be, you know, they'll still be hard on the district and push where, where it's necessary. Um, but yeah, I think having that, that long-term relationship is going to be beneficial for the parents.
0: Okay, so my wife and I always went to IEP meetings together, and we never brought in an attorney or an advocate. But at what point would it, if, you know, I feel confident I can do it on my own, at what point am I probably going to run out of that sense of confidence and actually need to go seek additional advice? Like, what might happen?
1: I think the, the common piece, if you're having multiple IEP meetings, meaning you're not coming up with solutions, you're not having the resolution, mm-hmm then you, need, you should look elsewhere through an advocate or an attorney to help you. As an attorney, we'll get a new case and we'll look back and, and the parent might have attended five, six, seven IEP meetings in a course of six months. That's problematic because an IEP meeting should be completed in one or two, two sessions. If they're mm-hmm. not, Something is going wrong because you re- remember if you continue the IEP meeting month after month after month, right. your child's probably not getting the services that, that they they need. Okay. So if you go to an IEP meeting and you just get no and you, your instincts are, no, my, you know this isn't right. My student needs more services or they're not accessing their education. It, it's worth talking to an advocate or an attorney to at least get a sec- second
0: opinion. So when you do that, like one of the main things, if you go into this meeting, and again, you know, my wife and I are teachers, so we had a reasonable understanding of everything that was being discussed. But in most cases, there's really an unequal, uh, not only power dynamic, but knowledge dynamic of what's going on. Like they know so much more than I know. So can I, would you suggest then maybe regardless afterwards, uh, I guess you're going to say yes, but take the IEP to an advocate or a lawyer and not even let the school know, just, you know, just to have somebody review it.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's a good initial step too. Is if you take the IEP and a copy of, say, the district's most recent assessments, uh, an advocate or an attorney who's familiar with special education is going to be able to look at the assessments, to determine if they're mm-hmm. appropriate, and then look at does the IEP match what's found in the assessments. And then as a parent, you can share your concerns. For example, is your child spending three hours a night doing homework? Because if they are, that's a problem, and that means that the IEP most likely is not addressing all of their learning needs or there's not the right accommodations in place. And armed with that information, you can decide as a parent to either go back to the school district and ask these questions, or at that point, you could decide to, to bring on that, that help via an advocate or, or an attorney.
0: Okay, let's wrap it up with this. As soon as you bring in an attorney, does that speed up the process, or are we going to define the process and ends up getting a lot slower?
1: It speeds up the process of getting the IEP complete. If the IEP is inappropriate, it may start a second process, which would be going down the the litigation trail.
0: Okay, and we can talk about that in a future one. What are the litigation options real quick?
1: Just quickly, um, typically if an IEP is – your parents aren't happy with the IEP, they're going to need to go get a second opinion, and those are outside assessments. And then you have another IEP meeting to review those assessments if you're still not on the same page, then you can look at filing for uh, a legal complaint against the school district. And that just means you're basically putting your outside recommendations of what your child needs against what the school district is offering.
0: Okay. And then uh, what an administrative law judge will come in between and make a decision.
1: Correct. You basically take it and put it in the hands of a, of a judge.
0: Okay. Got it. All right. All right. Thanks so much for your time again. Yeah. My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another edition of Special Education Matters. For more information, including show notes, head to our website, csnlg.com listen. And if you like what you hear, please uh, consider giving us a review on iTunes. Those reviews bring us lots of happiness. I'm your host, Michael Boll, and we will talk again soon.